calling the dogs with Chancey and Chi. 2020. Dogs on top. That was a good time. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year, dude. <laughs> Happy New Year. What a great present to start off your year. Dogs get a W down in New Orleans. Gosh, that was our first win in Louisiana since, like, what, the Sugar Bowl of 2008? <laughs> well, no, uh, the, not in Louisiana. We've won in Shreveport in the Independence Bowl. <laughs> Don't forget about that. <laughs> you, say you can't forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> on a two-win streak against Texas A&M on that game. <laughs> Can, I, I was I was trying to uh, – I was talking with somebody about it today and realizing how defeated I felt last year, this time thinking about college football. I had – repressed the I had no excitement about it just the way we played in that Texas game it was embarrassing nothing about it was good and I am just so I'm so pumped to be going into an offseason pumped I mean because I remember after the national championship season uh we felt we felt good we played good in those games yeah we played we obviously beat the crap out of Auburn in the SEC championship game have an amazing Rose Bowl uh, have a inc- like one play away from winning a national championship. Obviously, you're feeling pretty good going into the new year. We obviously lost a lot of people, but we felt good about it. Uh, but then to go into this offseason, having lost everybody we lost, and just it, it was just a bad feeling. But now, feeling real good right now <laughs> loving loving what's going on right now you know it's it's funny you say that i texted our buddy uh tyler he he sent me something and he you know i mean a lot of people were being pessimistic about this whole approach i mean and in fact i feel bad about how i felt you know going in into this game i said it feels just like texas and i thought it was gonna be just like texas and maybe we might squeak out a win uh, but i told tyler uh i was like and he was talking about something like, you know, how terrible it feels right now. This is just bad mojo around the program. And I was like, if we win this Sugar Bowl, it changes everything. And it truly has. Because I feel like not only have we did we win that ball game and do it in a, in a fashion where people are saying, okay, Georgia held up at their end of the bargain, at least in the SEC. And but you know we're we're building on it. I mean we've got some momentum right now. Where some guy, a lot of guys, and we'll get into this, but a lot of guys are sticking around for their senior year. You know we got two big recruits that committed to us uh, after that game. I mean woo, we're running on hey cooking with peanut oil, right? You know, I mean we got it <laughs> cooking with grease, brother. I mean we got it going but on right now. It, it's it was so much fun. Yeah. Like I had I had it was fun watching that game, watching how the guys were playing. That to me was was what was so exciting, and and, and Kirby talked about it all week. I mean, you can go back and, and listen to his comments, and, and and people called Kirby a madman during the week of practice leading up to it. They said he was going insane on the on the field. He wasn't concerned about anybody that wasn't there. Yeah. He was worried about those guys, and we we talked about that. And I was the same way. I did not feel good about it. I felt I felt horrible. Uh, I felt like our defense was going to hold up well, but I just I, – the offense had just – had dulled me. I just felt – I just was numb towards our offense. And we did everything we had to do with what we felt like was nobody uh, on the team after all the folks we lost. And uh, that were mainly just on the offensive line and uh, guys being hurt. But, but, man, that was fun. Just from top to bottom, special teams, offense, defense, the coaching was just – was what it had to be, and we finally – it's like, okay, 
even with missing 13 players or however many it was, we were still able to go in there and pretty much rough around a top 10 team. Yeah. I mean, we pretty much just beat them up the whole game. Uh, we were not – I mean, Pickens played incredible. Uh, he was obviously the source of all of our offense, basically, <laughs> uh, for the most part. <laughs> um, and I want to get to him in a second. But uh, that was – it was just like we realized, okay, this is what we've got. I don't know if something clicked or, or what happened, but we realized, okay, this is where we're weak. This is where our shortcomings are. Let's let's coach around it. Yeah. <laughs> who who well, would have thunk it? Well, Kirby did not – he did not mess around with the distractions this year. And and last year, I, I don't know if you remember this, but you know DeAndre Baker had said before the game that he was planning on playing. And uh, – that changed while they were on the trip. So Kirby got called off guard in that situation. Obviously, you don't want that to happen. You don't want that distraction. He he basically, I think this year, he said, he told the guys that were considering going to the NFL, he said, make your decision known before we get on this plane, you know, before we start to head out from Athens because – they're not going to be – I mean, he's not going to take any chances anymore. And once we, they got over there – I mean, I don't know if you heard after uh, – you know, right after the game, I think it was – it might have been the Holly Rowe interview, but he said that these guys that came here this week were all prepared. And he said that they weren't late for meetings. They weren't late getting to the bus. They weren't late getting to practice. Nothing. And that's the kind of focus that you want to have going into the game, which we heard all last year about how players were tweeting about how they should be in the CFP. You know, you know, the guys that don't want to be there. And we got our ass whooped by Texas. And then we come into Baylor, have focus. We're playing with backups left and right, especially on the offensive line, and go in there and dominate them. I mean, of course, they came back a little bit in the second half. But <clears throat> you go up 19 nothing at halftime – against a top 10 team, uh, you're doing something pretty darn good. So, uh, I, I mean, hey, kudos to the coaching staff, to the players. I'm very happy that we have players that are dedicated to this program. And you said it before we started, all praises should be towards the offensive line in this game. I mean, they yeah. played incredible. No, oh, I mean, that was – I was terrified. <laughs> going into this game, I was – I didn't know if Rom was going to – make it out alive uh, not because we don't have talented guys but you think you all year long you build up this chemistry you got an all-american on your offensive line and you've got uh two guys that declare for the draft and who will get drafted and will do well in the nfl and then you got one that just duck hunts too much <laughs> and doesn't go to class but so I mean, you're working. I mean, you're you're working with with almost nothing, mm-hmm. and and I say that obviously saying we've got incredibly talented guys. I mean, you've got Kenley, Trey Hill, and Cade Mays did a phenomenal job. Cade obviously he missed that one. He missed that one. He just clean missed his assignment on that sack. That one sack with Fromm guy <clears> just got right by him. But for the fact that they're basically everybody was playing a new position except Hill, and. Uh, the guys that had to come in and step up played really well. And, and so I don't know how much of that you can chalk up to Matt Luke, but that's a that's a big deal. I mean, mm-hmm. you had to have some serious coaching to be able to put yourself in a situation because Pittman wasn't there. Mm-hmm. We didn't know all this stuff while Pittman was there. That, was, that had already 
long happen. Yeah. So Matt Luke came in and was able to take guys who he didn't know he might have recruited, but he didn't know them. And look at this team and what we had and put that together, put together a game plan to where we were still able to run the ball. Okay. I mean, we didn't really, we weren't running up the tackles much, but we were able to protect from long enough to have uh, to have over 200 yards of passing. I mean, having 240 was it 240 yards or something like that. Two, 250, uh, I think. And um and just really really good. And uh, so that to me was what kept this game together. And, and get, I think we got a first down on the first drive. And man, I thought I acted like we'd scored a touchdown. <laughs> we yeah. got, it yeah. was like a it was like a third and four or something and we had a little quick pass to uh, Pickens right over the line and Wait, we threw honestly it, to Pat- it was we threw it to Pickens in this game oh yeah just just a couple times <laughs> set a record for the reception for receptions in a bowl game or was it for okay. a, was it for a single game period or was it just a bowl game I think it was a bowl game but yeah, surely Terrence Edwards has the yeah for sure but so and and, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Mm. Something just had to click with Pickens. Like something had to happen. Like I don't Probably know if it was started... playbook over the holidays. Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> like I mean, did, did, like in your because it wasn't like we haven't tried, and and I don't know what just happened to him. But I mean, obviously we targeted him more. But did he just wake up? I mean, what what, what do you think on that? Your guess is as good as mine. I mean, the the way I look at it is he had to have been studying. He had well, obviously he knew he was going to play in this game. We had nearly an entire month before between you know our last game that we played. So hopefully he studied up. Surely he got together with with Fromm and did a little bit of extra routes or something. But it was clear that two of two things. It was clear that that Pickens knew what he was doing better in this game than in previous games, and two, that Fromm was very comfortable giving him the ball. Because when you target a guy, I think we targeted him probably close to 20 times in the game. He had 12 receptions. He only had one reception in the second half. So he should have passed. Heinz Ward has the bowl game record for receptions. Uh, He should have passed Heinz. But, you know, he tied him, which is fine. Heinz is a legend. But... There was definitely something different that was going on there. And he didn't feel – I mean, he threw that one touchdown pass to Landers. Holy cow. Landers <laughs> caught a ball, and it was for a touchdown. <laughs> but but for the most there part – There is a God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was that was a holy gift. Uh, aside from that, though, I mean, it was – we talked about it. Four guys caught balls, and one of them was a, was a uh, running back. So we had Pickens with 12 receptions. Simmons had a pretty good game. He still only called the ball four times. Landers had three catches. Holy cow. Again, um, Kenny McIntosh had had another reception. And Zamir should have had one that he dropped. We talked about it. It was wide open. He dropped the ball. Um, would have gone for easily a first down. Aside from that, uh, we didn't have anybody else to really throw to. So it makes sense that he targeted not only our five-star, super-talented freshman, uh, but uh, that he didn't really have anybody else to throw to. <laughs> Well, well, but but Pickens looked he looked clean and he, he looked he looked he looked in focus. I mean, he dude, he and people have made the people have made the comparison before. He looked like AJ Green. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got the same build. He was going up and getting balls just like AJ does. Um, I mean, uh, that it, it was awesome. It, it was awesome to see. So I, I, something had to click. And, and from when Fromm has confidence in that top guy to catch the ball, he's different. Mm-hmm. He and you look at all the games when we had Cager. Cager was his guy. He found the connection. He found the connection, and if he know if he knows he's got his top guy, he'll go down to the next guy. And, and but he has confidence when he's out there throwing oh, yeah. throwing passes. And he on the games that he did not have Cager, we we've talked about it all season. He did not look confident, and he knew he had somebody like you said. He had he was confident in Pickens, and that led to him being open in the pass game and 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 just slinging it like we're we're used to seeing him do it. Well, I mean, Fromm has always had that comfort receiver. And 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 it's not even really a safety valve. It is a I trust this guy to make a play. I trust this guy to catch the ball in a variety of different ways. And Pickens is by far the most athletic receiver that we had in this bowl game, but the most athletic receiver we had on the team. The good good news is our two best receivers in my opinion. I mean, I, I'm not counting Cager just because he got hurt. Cager may have been like the key to our team for the first half of the season. Um, but our two best receivers aside from Cager were both freshmen, Pickens and Blaylock. And we've got some some horses coming in next year. <laughs> I mean, we've got we've got four stud receivers and then I'll get into a little bit of recruiting update later but darnell washington committed to the dogs tight end uh i think he's six seven like 270 i i don't know he's a large human being <laughs> doesn't even make sense but we got boys that he's going to be able to throw the ball to next year so well we'll get into that is is he even going to be throwing the ball next year i don't know so we'll see well i, I was uh, i was excited about it um just across the he just he just played phenomenally well, and it was just fun to see him, to fun to see him out there uh, making plays. Um, uh, Zamir was the top ball carrier of the day. Obviously, we were relying on him a ton. Uh, that was it was exciting to see him finally. I mean, he averaged about five yards a carry. That was awesome to see, and you finally. Started to see him kind of he, – he hasn't had enough carries this year for him to to start understanding what a defense looks like, to yeah. see how they – to see how they're playing. But you could see he got better at choosing his gaps, making moves on the in the field. They, they got him the ball quickly on those tosses, those toss sweeps to get him in space quickly so that he could make a, make a decision, make a move. Uh, we saw the power. I, and that's, I mean, with Zeus, you're going to get the power. What I want to see, and I told you this earlier, what I want to see is is the, the Todd Gurley-esque one move and go. You know, get through the line of scrimmage, juke out the linebacker, and hit that scene. You know, that's, that's kind of what I want to see. And that's what he did a lot in high school. But I just feel like, <laughs> man, when you got two ACL tears, you're, you, you're going to lose a step. At some point, and and you know what, Chubb lost a step after his his big injury, and then he came back the next year even stronger. So I'm looking forward to Zeus, you know, putting in that work, and he's he's going to be back next year and be ready to go. Well, let's see, get him getting a full off season of yeah. conditioning and, and full full working, and then obviously a um, 
spring and and and, and all that. So I'm 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 pumped about it. I'm I'm excited for him and uh, and then we obviously had had Macintosh run some too. Looked pretty good. Uh, and then we've got some got some guys coming in. Uh, we got Milton coming in uh, recruiting wise. So we're we're going to be stacked at running back again this year too. Yeah. So uh, I'm. I'm the stoked. amount of five-star running backs that we have on our team is I th- definitely more than – it's probably more than what the rest of the SEC East has, like five stars overall every position on their team. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty certain that that's pretty true, uh, at least pretty close. Because, I mean, Zeus, Zeus Cook, uh, and then we got Kendall coming in. Um, just – Long story short, Zachary Evans, uh, we believe he signed a letter of intent to be a dog, uh, but apparently it's not going to be a dog anymore. I so don't, I don't think we're going to follow through with that. <laughs> no, I, I, there's there's a lot of speculation out there, um, and I was really excited that we were going to get him. But I trust this uh, staff. If if something is going awry in that situation, um, I trust the staff to make sure they they get make, the, make get the, right the hell decision. out of dodge. Yeah. Get the hell out of Dodge. So. Yeah. If if a guy's bad news and you need to stay away, just go ahead and stay away before they get on your team. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, defensively. Whoa. Holy this- cow. I'm glad you brought up the defense. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, kind of – man, they were awesome. They were <laughs> – so, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I felt like our blitzing was just – Exotic <laughs> during this game. <laughs> kind of sexual. Exotic. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But I felt like we were doing, we were just doing a lot of different stuff, and, and just didn't. We, we kept them on their toes. I, I, I felt like we were a lot riskier this game, and maybe I'm wrong on that. But I, I, I like what we did. I mean, it was just, it was, it was awesome well, across the board. We're working against a Baylor offensive line that you know for a fact has not seen this kind of speed in a front seven all year. You know, they've been playing against a Kansas State or an Oklahoma who does not have a good defense. They have that one good player on defense and the rest of them are crap. They don't recruit defensive players like they do in the SEC. And so we're uh, – I think I think it was a lot of it had to do with Baylor was overwhelmed, but also – we had boys. That, I mean, these guys wanted to be there, and that's why I love. I loved it because, it's, man, we were talking about it earlier. But you you can list off every. I'm pumped about everybody on this defense. Literally everybody. I mean, we lose a guy like Tay, who was a productive player, uh, but then you replace him with a Nakobe Dean or a Channing Tindall or a Quay Walker, and then on the outside you got Nolan Smith, who is by God, I don't know if I love. Jordan Davis or Nolan Smith more. I don't know. I love them both. And then you got Aziz on the other side. I mean, who else? I mean, Chancey, this is this defense is awesome, man. Well, and and another thing, we should obviously just start. We should just start recording as soon as we start our call because we we talk yeah. about so much stuff for you. I know started. we do. <laughs> and uh, but Malik had an awesome day. I mean, guy was batting balls down. I mean, he was all over the place. Guy was doing great. Um. I, I loved it across the board. I mean, and, and Baylor, Baylor did get a. There was a couple drives they act, they were moving the ball. They were able to pass the ball down the field and strung. It was a seventy-five yard drive, and I can't remember what the other one was. Uh, but 
I mean, fatigue was a factor in this game. And that was something that I kind of hit on uh, uh, last week. I, I felt confident that our defense was going to be able to hold them. They were either going to score them all in the first half or all in the second half. It was like we got to catch our footing and then we'd be fine. Um, and then they scored, they scored them all in the third quarter. But uh, defense started to look a little gassed but made some big plays there on that on that drive after the touchdown. Uh, batted that ball down. Uh, I can't remember if we had a sack on that drive, uh, on their next offensive drive after their last touchdown. But just defense – and maybe that was what it looked like to me. I just saw that much passion. The guys were just wanting it real bad. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they just – they beat up on them, man. They, they were all over them. That Mims kid, though, for, for Baylor – that guy can catch some footballs. He was he was awesome. That number yeah, five, yeah, the, no, the receiver. Yeah, he and, is, um, he's very good. But um, but but overall, defense just played phenomenally well. They had no run game. Um, sixty-one total rushing yards. You know, uh, I haven't looked at that. Yeah, they and they're and they're kind of a run first team. I mean, Brewer Brewer's a little. He he's more of a he's kind of a a, a run threat ish, uh, but. We we pretty much stopped all that. He had a couple. He had a couple pads. He had one uh, longer run that I remember. But do you really, want to know what his QBR was for the day? Oh God, was it nine? It was eighteen. So <laughs> nine <laughs> times two. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know exactly what QBR means, but I know eighteen is not good. <laughs> I don't do numbers good, but I know that ain't good. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but you're, you're you're definitely right. I mean, you stop the run. It, it a very good run defense, a good defense overall, and a good running offense wins a ball game. And and that's just a football principle. I mean, that's going to win a ball game nine times out of ten. Uh, if you get a better defense and if you're able to run the ball, milk the clock, it makes sense. It just kind of adds up, but. Whenever you got a quarterback who's throwing the ball 41 times in a game, that's when you get past the 30 mark, at least in the SEC, you're getting desperate. In the Big 12, they throw the football like all the time, but you know, at that point, you're getting desperate. So I was I was very happy that we were able to force them to throw the ball down the field. They had a couple decent drives in the second half, like we said, they scored 14 points, uh, but then we were able to kind of, you know, put our heels in the ground. And we made a couple plays. We stopped them on that fourth down uh, play. And that, I felt like, changed the momentum a lot in that game. Uh, and then after that, you know, we didn't really let up. But, you know, it got somewhat close. But, I mean, whenever they scored their second touchdown, I believe we were up 26-7. to Yes, yeah, so when they when they scored in this – and I mean, nobody scored in the fourth quarter. So, <laughs> I mean, my goodness. But anyway, yeah, I thought the defense played really well. Uh, and then we then we got to we got to mention special teams because <laughs> special teams had a heck of a day. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, obviously Rod with a couple kicks went out in style. Thank God he didn't miss those. I was gonna be real pissed if he started missing kicks again. Uh, <laughs> but the finished out strong. And then Camarda with uh, one of the plays of the day with the fake uh, fake field goal uh, got that first down for us. Probably could have had a touchdown, but I'll be honest, I, if I was doing what he was doing, I'd have failed too. If I was, <laughs> yeah. if I was around all those guys, I would have absolutely that fallen That guy's down. like a buck 50. <laughs> like, <laughs> yep, I'm going to the ground. So that that, that was awesome uh, and really, really love what they uh, what they did there. And, I, and 
uh, Kirby actually in his press conference after the game, apparently they had that lined up. They were going to, if they were fourth and, I think he said less than five or something like that, uh, within a certain yard range, uh, a, a yarded situation going for a field goal, uh, they were going to use that play. And apparently he chickened out on those first two uh, field goal attempts. He talked about it. He's like, I chickened out on the first one. I chickened out on the second one. And I couldn't – I didn't know how many more times I was going to have, so I didn't want to chicken out on the on the third one. And uh, and it was awesome to see. Because then obviously Zeus goes and, and next play has just runs over a guy into the end zone, running down the sideline. And uh, had that big play, so uh, it was awesome to awesome to see that that play there. And, and uh, I I just kind of love the aggressive play calling. I mean, obviously it's a bowl game, but go, I mean, go for it a little more. Do some do some gambling. I mean, you're not playing for a spot yeah. here. You're you go to, go to win the game. So I loved I loved that. I agree. I agree. There was a couple other um, a couple of offensive plays that. I wanted to bring up one was a flea flicker, you know, to, to Pickens, which was, you know, I think a really well-designed play. We brought Swift in to basically take the handoff and then toss it back to Fromm and, you know, do a little bit of blocking. Uh, that was kind of one of those plays where you saw Fromm, I mean, Fromm underthrew him. Thank goodness it was Pickens, so he called it. Um, and that's when guys in the NFL are going to sit back and question his, his arm strength. And I think it's been – it's weird because, I mean, I've seen – I feel like I've seen Fromm throw a 60-yard bomb before, but then it's like every other throw down the field, you know, at that distance or, you know, 50-plus yards or something like that. It's it's always a little questionable. It's it's, it's honestly a, a 50-50 ball whether or not it's going to be good or not. Um, so I was happy the play turned out really well. Obviously, it was it, it, it was uh, underthrown. And I, did we get a – did we get a field goal off of that, or was that? Rough yeah, we got bit? a field goal. Yeah, we, that was. Yeah, we got a field goal. That was the first scoring drive, and then um, also on that same tone, we threw a ball to Demetrius in the end zone, and it was a little underthrown. But man, I just keep, I keep questioning whether or not Demetrius is actually a playmaker like we like we thought he was going to be. I mean, everybody throughout the year, including myself, has been like, man, we can lean on Demetrius. We can lean on Demetrius. But it hasn't been the case. I mean, whenever we thought that we were going to have a decent receiving core this year, he was going to be at the center of it. We thought, okay, Demetrius is going to be surrounded by these two two freshmen. We got Landers. We got a uh, a, a transfer, a grad transfer in uh, um, Cager. And then we got Demetrius, you know, who's going to be a playmaker, and it really just all year just been very underwhelming. So I'm him and Cook. I'm just not sold on whether or not they're as good as their talent was, you know, coming into this into this uh, season. So I'm I'm really I'm hoping Cook turns it on next year. Obviously, it's going to be his time. It's going to be Zeus and Cook show, uh, but we'll see how that goes. So, um, but other than that, I did want to bring up one more thing. The Trayvon flag for late hit was BS. <laughs> yep, he was in the air. The dude steps out of bounds. It's just because he's a QB. So that's that's all I got to say about that. I thought I was dumb. Well, the dude, and and also too, fortunately, Trayvon. It, it was not the reason. Like it wasn't his push that like hit his head on the the ground, like and like got him 
like concussed him. I mean, it wasn't like it wasn't like a bad play. Like we drove him into the ground and then rolled on top of him and did something to him. He just pushed him. I mean, he literally just yeah. just pushed him. Uh, but they're going to call that every time. I mean, anytime it's the quarterback, they're going to call that. But hoping that guy, hoping he's all right. Uh, and didn't really realize going into the game that he was at risk for, or he has had so many concussions or something. I mean, he's been under concussion protocol multiple times. But um, hoping he's uh, hoping he's doing all right. But uh, I haven't seen anything else about it. I, I'm, I'm, you know, sure he's just kind of taking it easy at this point he's not there's no reason to rush along that process and i agree sorry i did did mean to mention that of course i hope the guy's okay (laughs) but i mean concussion but i also agree it was that was that was was bs so uh but yeah and that guy's a good quarterback too i mean he he may have some good good throws but we were uh we were as we would say wreaking havoc the whole game yeah so uh we were were all over the place i mean that kid and the ma- throws he made, I mean, give him credit. The throws he made, a lot of them were under duress, and he made he put them on he put them on the money a lot of times. Yeah. So, whenever he wasn't falling on the ground, he was making some pretty good plays. All right, and here's my uh, here's my small uh, thought for the game. Was so pumped and proud of DeAndre Swift, a mm-hmm. guy who is hurt, a guy who uh, has given everything for this team, has done so much, and has a future in the NFL, uh, a bright one, and is on a lot of people top of their draft boards for the best running back uh, to come out of, of the uh, this year. Played in that game, and Begged we knew he could – Yes, wanted to be there. Flew with, went with the team. Was in practices, practice every every single practice, and we knew he wasn't really going to touch the ball much. I mean, even if even if he was like, he would have if he wasn't hurt. But we knew he was hurt. Like you watch him in that SEC championship game, that boy was not ready to play, but no. he wanted to play, and laid it all out there for his team. And man, that was just that was. A that was just showing what a what what a ma- mature man he was and what he has become since just a few years ago, and what a leader he was on this team, and I bet you a lot of guys that is what puts a fire under their butt to say, hey, we got to go out and win this game for guys like him, sure. who we know this is going to be their last game and they're putting it on the line for us. We know he's injured, we know that he really probably shouldn't be out there, but he laid it out there. And uh, and was just 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 a damn good dog. Just I felt like it can't be said enough. The guy uh, has has made some has some plays that are going to go down in, in Georgia history. Those that are going to be on the highlight tapes. Uh, and a guy who came from Philadelphia, not typical, not a typical place that we pull from, <laughs> but a guy that we got from Philly who is uh, has just been a damn good dog the entire time. And I think. I think you saw this kind of happen across a couple of teams. Alabama had a ton of guys play in their game. A lot of guys that, that are elite. They had they had some guys that are gonna that are gonna play that are that are gonna go play. Um, I'm interested to see what the future is for that kind of mentality of 
guys sitting out the bowl game. Um, I'm I'm curious what it's going to look like, kind of moving forward. Yeah. But uh, I wanted to make sure that we mentioned that um, uh, Swift uh, was. It was just awesome to see him come in. It was only a few snaps, but he was obviously a part of the flea flicker play and a, and a part of a few different plays. But just to see him do that was awesome. I agree. I agree 100%. I, I've never um, – DeAndre Swift was an incredible running back and, you know, top – probably potentially top five best running backs in Georgia football history. Um, I never really got that endearing – like, you know, I, I never latched on to him like a dude Chubb or Gurley. Uh, but that's, I mean, you know, that's a different level <laughs> of love. <laughs> uh, but I always, I always enjoyed watching him play. And I agree with you. I think this moment, this game kind of made it to where instead of me looking at him as more of a, you know, hey, this is a great run back that came in. He's leaving early, you know. Good, good luck to him going out. Uh, I, it did seem a little bit more like I was like, hey, this is this this is a guy. Like I'm sad to see him go. I'm sad because I think I, you know, I truly, enjoy, I obviously loved watching him play. So probably I'd say, you know, I know Gurley. Gurley had some moves and all that. I would say probably Swift probably has the best spin move in Georgia football running back history. So without a doubt. I'll give him that, no doubt, no doubt in my mind. Um, but I agree with you, DGD, DeAndre Swift, number seven, um, and and he, he deserves. Is a, he is alive, by the way. <laughs> the way we're talking about him. Well, I mean, did just I say did I say rip? I mean, when, <laughs> uh, we were just talking about him. I was just like, it's just like it's like gone but never forgotten. We, <laughs> we will remember. <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, he did not die. Uh, also, DGD, very proud of Richie LeCount. Had a couple big interceptions. Had that interception of the end where he ran off to the sideline instead of going down. And you know Kirby was getting ready to like rip his head off, but then it was like, you know what? I love that kid. Uh, uh, Richie, Richie has this year turned into the player that we thought he was going to be. Very proud of him. Also coming back next year along with Malik Herring and Eric Stokes. Announced tonight, as we're recording this, Eric Stokes is coming back. So we got boys coming back, Chancey. And my question to you is, these are all guys that came in with Sir Jacob Fromm, number 11. Do you think that Fromm is going to stay and play with his boys for one more year? I was very much on the he's staying train. And then during the game and kind of, listening to him talk after the game. And and, I, and the more I thought about it, I was like, well, they really teed him up to talk that way. I I thought, like, God bless, maybe he is going to leave after the way he was talking and uh, the way Holly was asking him questions and, and all this kind of stuff. But now with Tua having announced that he's leaving and just the way stuff's lining up and this class we've got coming in and the way this game ended mm-hmm. – uh, I, I think is going to have a huge factor. I am leaning towards, and everything that I have heard, I was telling you from people, I've been talking to people that know people because I don't know people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, apparently the, the, the talk for a long time has been, for for weeks now, was that Fromm is coming back. And, and I think he will. I, I think he has a chance to make a big statement next year. 
Uh, I, it's kind of like this year his draft stock is, is, I guess, high. Um, but, I mean, the guy's obviously a great football player, but I think with the weapons we've got coming back and the defense we've got coming back, he's got nowhere to go but up in terms of, of draft stock and, and what he can do. Uh, so I'm I'm leaning towards we're going to see number 11 for, for one more year. You know, it's funny. I think I did kind of the opposite of you for, for a little while, at least like leading into the Sugar Bowl. Uh, I was kind of thinking it kind of made sense, and I think that he was going to go ahead and just go ahead and make that decision and uh, see see what he's got and see where they took him. And I just and that and that was kind of more so a gut feeling. And I told I told Karana uh, yesterday, I was like, you know what? I just feel like he these guys that are coming back, like Malik announced and Richie announced. Now we got Stoke and Stokes announcing. I just feel like those guys coming back breathe some life into him, considering coming back. And then the two news, like you said, uh, it kind of pushes him to a point where he may potentially be pushed back in second or third round pick kind of thing. Uh, you know, whenever you have a multitude of quarterbacks that are, you know, pretty pretty high, I mean, pretty high prospects, prospects uh, you really would think that, you know, maybe Fromm would be in the mix, but obviously coming off of a not great year. I think he wants to come back. I think he'll, ultimately he's going to come back and want to be like Sony and, and, and Chubb did, uh, just kind of say, hey, look, we got unfinished business. I want to take care of business. I want to, you know, finish what I started here at the University of Georgia. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, he's a different kind of cat. So, I mean, I think after him not having a great year last year, I, I, I was definitely at first thinking, okay, he's going to come back. And then I was like, you know what, he's going to go. And now I'm thinking he's going to come back. So um, that's how I feel. I'm going to stick with it. And he's probably going to make his decision over the next, like, two or three days. So um, maybe by the time this thing comes out, he may have already made his decision. I don't know. And then you can just skip over that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the speculation you can just skip forward about two minutes. But it, it's just it. We're gonna have man. We're gonna have a hell of a team next year. I mean, from on paper, we're we're shaping up for this to be something special. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way we ended this year with a young team, it just gets me excited again. I, I'm I'm ready. I'm excited for this off season. I'm excited to be excited for this off season. It's I wish I could be... just hibernate. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. Last year, it's like I just wanted to hibernate forever. <laughs> yeah, I just true. never wanted football that's to come true. back. <laughs> but no, no, you're right. We, we have something to hang our hat on. I mean, we have. It's been it's been a little while because obviously we came off losing the national championship. We came off losing the Sugar Bowl last year. So it's been a little while since we've had some momentum going into the offseason and have a win that we can hang our hat on going into the next season. So I'm looking forward to seeing how we build on it. I mean, we've got some tools coming back that you – I mean, you can't you can't gloss over that because not only do we have tools coming back, but we've got LSU's losing their biggest weapon and potentially more uh, in the receiving core. And then you've got Alabama, Tua's not coming back. Mac Jones is not exactly proven. We played them early in the season. If we have Fromm in that game, I feel a lot better. <laughs> uh, but, man, we've got we got some boys that are going to be able to play. And the thing is, uh, you've seen an online chance, but even if Fromm leaves, we've got a backup plan in place. 
and we've got boys that are going to transfer in if, if need be. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, seeing what we're going to do here moving forward. But it's a lot better whenever you win that bowl game. There's no doubt about it. I did want to say real quick, recruiting update. Uh, not only did we get Darnell Washington, number one or two tight end, depending on who you're looking at, um, in the uh, we he, he committed in the um, on Armour All All American Bowl, uh, but we also got the number one cornerback in the country who committed on Saturday, which was a great day because Richie uh, decided that he was going to come back. The Dogs won a big basketball game against Memphis, and we wanted to make sure to mem- mention that because that's huge. And then uh, also on top of that, uh, Keely Ringo committed uh, in that uh, I think it was the Army All American game. So. Man, we got some some momentum, Chance, and I've, it feels good to be a dog right now. Oh yeah, it's it's exciting. I, I think uh, you can you can see there's the buzz in the recruiting realm and the and the buzz on our team. Guys are excited. The the, the team's excited, and uh, we've just got we've got so many leaders that are wanting to come back. And, and to me, that's making a statement to these young guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're about to we're about to make some moves and that I'm just I'm just pumped, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just I'm just excited and and so I'm actually I'm kind of to be I don't know if I've ever said that I'm excited for an off season because you just always I mean you love football and you always want football but I kind of just want to sit on this for a while. <laughs> I want to I want to marinate on this for a little bit yeah. and then yeah. by about March I'm gonna want football again, but. Uh, but I, I am excited about it. Uh, you mentioned the basketball. Uh, as as of us recording this, the game against Kentucky's tomorrow night uh, going to be a huge game. Uh, it, it it's fun, man. It, it's it's a good time, and uh, I, I'm excited. I, I think Kirby, the way Kirby coached this game, has got me super pumped for where he's at on a from a head coaching standpoint from where I, his I completely at. agree yeah I that, think he turned a corner right there and and that to me that was what was going to scare me it's like is he just going to be the guy that's going to bring in all this talent and we're going to win games based on pure talent uh or are we about to turn are we about to get this thing kind of turn that corner like you said and, and I think we're getting there I think we're I think we could be there uh obviously with that Alabama game so early in the season going into Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. I think we're going to learn real quick where we're at. And uh, having a defense like we've got right now, I don't want to go to their heads. But if we can play like we're, we're playing uh, and get a full off season under some of these young freshmen's belts, like, God bless. No Smith's a freshman. What, yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do when he gets a whole year in our strength and conditioning program? <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, I love anyway, that I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. It's going to be going to be a good time. He's uh yeah Nolan Smith is special. Well, yeah man, we got we got some boys coming back and and there's there's a lot of reasons to be excited about next year. Um, I will say I've read that we need to keep our eyes and ears open um, for some potential news uh, on the offensive side, not not player, not personnel, um, but coaching staff wise. Uh, I have heard that there's going to be some good shakeups, and I do mean good things that we're going to add to this offense to where we aren't, you know, sputtering out in a uh, third and five or something like that. You know, we, we, we got to get first downs and we got to get in the end zone. So 
Um, we've had some good offenses in the past. Um, I mean, hell, the past decade, we've had some some record-setting offenses. And, I and you know, people think that Kirby just ignores that, and I find that bewildering. The guy is probably losing – he probably doesn't sleep at night thinking about that. And so the way I put it is – the guy's going to he's going to do whatever it takes to get this offense back on track. I think the first step has already been done is bringing in that recruiting talent and bringing in guys that catch the ball because we get the horses in the backfield. Let's get them on the sideline. I mean, you know, on the on the on the line of scrimmage too. So, um pretty excited about where we're headed. Um the Sugar Bowl win does a lot about it. Uh, at this point, I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to cope with the offseason. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of stuff, a lot of news here in January. And then we got signing day in February. Look out for Broderick Jones. Hopefully, he signs with the dogs. Uh, but then after February, man, that's when it starts to get lonely. <laughs> that's when you just want some dogs. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to cross that bridge when I get there because uh, – yeah, right don't now, think about now, it now. Right now, riding riding on cloud nine, and uh, and and just pumped with uh, with heck, man, we're gonna we're gonna have some basketball to watch apparently. Oh yeah, <laughs> playing Kentucky. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. So hopefully, we can kind of keep that up. So you know, we play uh, Tennessee at home too. So I'm I'm gonna try to go to that game. I was gonna go to Kentucky until you told me it was nine o'clock at night. Holy cow! Why are we doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, the TV, TV, baby. That's that's yeah, what I that is. So. Yeah, so. so um, but uh, anyway, so anything else uh, you, you got to you want to you want to tell folks? Uh, it's been a, been a fun year, man. I've uh, it I've, has been a fun year. Do you want to? I I don't know if we're gonna do like another like year analysis, like a recap for the whole season or something. Uh, maybe we will. Maybe we won't. Um, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, man, I you know obviously making an SEC championship is a big deal. Losing it in that fashion makes you think. Okay, like. There, I just hope that there's not a team every freaking year like there's been under Kirby Smart where it's like, okay, you are freaking good, but you can't get past this team or this team or this. And basically, it's just been Alabama and LSU. Um, but uh, it does feel good. I will say this. It always feels good beating Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, and Georgia Tech in a season. And how the hell we lost to South Carolina, I'll never know. Well, that loss to South Carolina is what's – turning us around that's what's going to get us to where we where we want to be so uh been a fun year i've enjoyed enjoyed doing this with you again my friend and uh we're going to keep it going rolling in 2020 hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean why not (laughs) having a a great time yeah and we appreciate all the listeners i mean my holy cow i mean uh, we we'll say it again we didn't really think anybody was going to listen to this thing, and sure, sure as hell, y'all do. So we appreciate it. It's a lot of fun, and we don't make any money. That's still the case. So <laughs> we're going to keep forever, probably. We're going to yeah, we're going to we're going to keep these uh, copyrighted songs on our intros. <laughs> dogs on top. It's gonna be good year. Go dogs. Boop, boop. Had to get the bark in. Boop, boop.